Welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast with your host, Audrey McLaughlin. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. Thank you so much for y'all's support so far on this journey. I am so excited and honored, really, that my work resonates with you. And so hopefully you're getting some information that you can take back and apply to the relationship with you and your horse, with you and your equine partner. Today, we're going to talk about the number one thing, the number one thing that impacts your ability to communicate energetically, to heal your horses energetically, or your horse, whether you have one or 50 horses uh, energetically. And it's not uh, having the perfect horse for you. It's not uh, making sure that your horse is, you know, well fed and well cared for and is well hydrated and calm and it's the right time. All of those things are important, but it's not the number one thing. It's not making sure that all the behavior and health issues are fixed for your horse so that you're working kind of with a clean slate. That's not it. You might think that's it. The number one thing, the number one thing is you. (laughs) And I know that's not a very easy concept to grasp. We often want to look outside of ourselves for cause and effect for whether it's positive cause or negative cause, um, whether it's positive or negative effect. We often want to look outside of ourselves. We want to look at tools we can use. And even though I love them and use them frequently, things like Bach flower remedies and Magna waves and CBD oil and essential oils and all of the crystals and all of those things that are very, very helpful and useful tools. But the number one thing that allows you to communicate successfully, to energetically work with your horses, to energetically perform healing with your horse um, or any other animal for that matter is you. And it's actually your energetic health, your balance of energy, your balance of your chakras is another way to think of it. So don't, don't be afraid. It's, it's very, um, important and also very easy to work on these balances yourself. And I'm going to give you some of that information on how and what to do with that today. Often when we think of energy work for our horses, we're thinking of the horse's weakened field uh, versus our weakened field. And the horse's weakened field is, of course, important. Um, It could mean that a horse is more susceptible to fight or flight behavior, and that can be unsafe for the horse or the rider. But what we have to know is that even if physical or energetic Uh, damage or injury has left a um, deficit in a horse's energy field. If a horse has a weakened energy field, they are a herd animal. And before that energy or injury is repairable energetically, you have to be able to connect as a partner to your horse, to connect as the energetic leader for them. And that doesn't mean that you have to come in 100% of the time with these perfect and pristine emotions. Humans have bad days at work. They have fights with people and partners and friends. They can be frustrated, but you can still be a leader, a positive force energetically, even if 
you're slightly off kilter by the emotions in your world, right? We want to make sure that when we step into the horse's world and when we go to work with our equine partners, particularly when working with them energetically uh, or trying to communicate with them energetically, that we are ensuring that we have grounded and cleared ourselves and done at least a minimum of chakra balancing before stepping in to communicate. Otherwise, you might get your own energetic stuff uh, in the way of working on and clearing the horse's energetic stuff. So let's talk about how to set your energy up and therefore setting yourself up with success in communicating and doing healing work energetically on your horse. The first thing you must do is ground your energy. And there's a number of ways we can do that. One of my very favorite ways is to step out barefoot onto the earth And it can be onto the earth or onto concrete. And you're both physically, and science has shown us that that physically grounds the human, the human body, much like a grounding outlet, uh, the grounding uh, portion of an outlet, the little, what you would call the surprised mouth, right? If you look at an outlet, at least in the US, outlets look like two eyes and then a little shocked mouth, like somebody's like, ah, surprised. Um, So you're literally grounding your energy with negative ions when you do that. So that's a quick and instant ground is to step outside bare feet on the earth, inhale, and then exhale. Now, the cool thing is, is that when you work with equine animals, generally, your feet are covered. You're not usually barefoot, as that can be sometimes hazardous, depending on the animal that you're working with. So another way to do that is by taking your left hand and placing it on the shoulder of the animal. Horses are naturally ground and grounded unless they're wearing plastic acrylic shoes, then they're not grounded. And we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, but you can ground them or use them to help ground you, center you both by placing your left hand, that's your receiving hand, onto the horse's shoulder, front shoulder is what I usually like to do. You can also do withers um, or neck, wherever your horse is okay with you laying a hand. And you just take a nice big deep breath in. And you inhale energy up through the horse's feet, through their hooves, through their legs, to your hand and through your body. And then exhale and send that energy back through. And that will actually work to ground both of you. Now, if you can't do that, you can do a visual grounding before you step in to work with the horses. I like to ground before I get in there and then ground together with the animal. So you can ground beforehand By doing a simple visualization, you're simply going to close your eyes, take a nice big inhale, and imagine a cord going from your tailbone all the way into the center of the earth. Now, this cord can look like whatever you want. There's no wrong answer. Some people's looks like, you know, a a Wi-Fi data, not Wi-Fi, a a Cat5 data cable, right? Some people's looks like um, a rope or a tree root. Most often mine look like tree roots, but there again, there's no wrong answer there. And that is your energetic grounding cord. And it grounds you to Mother Earth. It grounds you to that safe energy. When you do that, you are actively working on that root chakra. That is step one. Now, step two, in order to make sure that your energies are nice and balanced, is to do a quick chakra balancing. Now, 
I think everyone should do a little chakra balancing every day. It's very easy for our chakras to become out of balance. Um, I like to liken them to hydration, and it's not a once and done type thing. You don't drink a gallon of water on Tuesday and that lasts you forever for a week or for days, right? You have to continually hydrate your body. It's the same with your chakras. Even if your energy is perfectly balanced after your morning meditation, you could get up, walk in the kitchen and spill your smoothie, right? And that's going to just just give a little bump to that energy, maybe in the wrong direction, right? Um, Or you're going to get into the car and be heading into work or wherever you're headed, run some errands, and you get stuck in traffic, or maybe somebody cuts you off, and that's another little bump. And then you get a phone call from your partner or your spouse or your sibling or your kiddo or your parent, and you have just a tiny bit of a disagreement, nothing huge. That's another little knock on your energy field. And so you bring all of that baggage into your session with your horse. Now, sometimes the horse can act like the therapist, right? But we're not talking about that relationship. We're talking about the relationship when you are coming in to do any healing work on that horse, to connect with your horse energetically. So if your horse is limping, right, and there's no visual reason why she or he is limping, and you're trying to communicate energetically with that horse to find out what's going on. Or if your horse is suddenly scared of the trailer. Here recently, I've had a rash of working with horses that are scared either once they're in the trailer and they're unloading or scared to get in the trailer to begin with. And so we do some energetic communication work to see what's wrong, what what's going on physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically with that animal to help them overcome that fear, right? So I'm talking about that relationship, the relationship where you're trying to connect energetically to do metaphysical healing work. The, this is the the starting point, the important point, the important point. So we have step one, grounding, step two, balancing the chakras. My very favorite way to do this on the fly is a simple breathing exercise where you close your eyes, you visualize your first chakra, which is down by your tailbone. The general color associated with that is red. Um, and so you breathe in a red light in and out of that chakra. And I like to go front to back. So I breathe it in through the front and then exhale it back the other way. Uh, and you visualize it being whole and complete. Then you move up to the sacral chakra, which is your second chakra. It's below your belly button. That one is generally orange. Um, and so you do the same thing. Breathe the orange light through that chakra. And then you move up to the solar plexus. The solar plexus is yellow, and it's slightly above the belly button and just below the rib cage. The next one is the heart chakra. And that one is right in the center of your chest, just between your breasts, Um, it's generally green or pink. I like to think of it as a tight pink rosebud. So it's pink and green, right? You breathe in green and pink through that chakra, move up to the next one. That's your throat chakra, generally regarded as blue. Um, and you can do the same thing, breathe the blue light in and out, move up to the third eye chakra. That one's between your eyebrows and just up, just about a centimeter up from there. Uh, And that one is generally indigo. You can breathe indigo light in and out. And then you go to the crown chakra. The crown chakra is right on top of your head. um, And that one is generally violet. And so you breathe violet light in and out, but you're not quite done yet. Then what I want you to do is run energy. So run energy from your tailbone all the way up. It's kind of like those carnival games where you whack it with a hammer and see how strong you are and the lights go do 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 
all the way to the top, you're doing that with those colored chakras that I just mentioned. So you're inhaling from red, orange, yellow, green, blue, uh, indigo, and violet, and then exhaling back down the other way. The violet connects to source energy all the way up in the sky, and the root chakra, the red, connects to grounding energy in the earth. And just do that, run that a couple of times. And then you are energetically clear to go and work with your horse. Now, that's not the only thing. If all that breathing kind of makes you dizzy, you can do a little clearing statement. Um, you can't for each chakra and just um, each chakra is spinning and flowing uh, and moving in the right direction. You could simply breathe and run energy up and down your spinal column. Um, that's called the light column, and it has a very similar effect. Um, you could use crystals to balance each one of those chakras, although that takes a little bit longer. And so I want to give you things that can be used on the fly that you're, you know, you're arriving to the barn, you're ready to work on, on your horse or with your horse. And these are the things that you need to do. And P.S. These aren't necessarily a bad, um, it's not really a bad habit to have before you do any work with your horse, even if you're getting on for a nice trail ride or before a competition. Um, and in upcoming episodes, we're going to talk more about brain integration, and we're going to talk more about um, energy containment for horses, all sorts of things. But I wanted to um, share with you, because I think this is such a missing point in so much of the energy work that we do with our animals, or in getting frustrated, especially for new to energy work with animals, and like, why am I not getting anything? Why am I not receiving the message from the animal so that I can help them. And we all come into it with this earnest spirit of wanting to help. And sometimes if you're not, if you don't set yourself up energetically, then you're setting yourself up for failure because then you feel like you can't get the message right. You can't, you're not receiving anything. I must not be connected to my horse. I must not be connected I don't have these gifts and you absolutely have these gifts. Everyone has these gifts. It just takes practice in order to make them prominent. Practice makes prominence. Okay. So I want you to go try this. Try it. And let me know what you think. Take a screenshot of this episode. If you're enjoying the kind of information that I'm giving you, tag me on Instagram at equineenergymed.com or how about at instagram.com forward slash equine energy med. You can also um, head to equineenergymed.com for more information about me and about the work that I do. I am so thankful for you listening. I can't wait for you to try this and let me know how it goes. Be well. Thanks for listening to the equine energy medicine podcast. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. We'll catch you in the next episode.